Oh, can you guys hear that? I yeah, hear a little bit. Cindy, Cindy. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. What? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go downstairs. Sorry, can you guys edit that? Yeah, I'll, I can cut that. It's fine. <laughs> you definitely should not cut that. Admittedly, the just the clip of you going, can you not, is very funny. <laughs> just use that as the opener. We sh you should. I probably it. will, honestly. Imagine me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing pretty fine. Tonight, we are here to talk about fan fiction, which is not really, specifically revolutionary girl Utena fan fiction, I guess, uh, which is not a topic that either of us have been particularly versed in. So in order to help us talk about that, we've got on a couple of friends We've got Yasha from Empty Movement. How you doing, Yash? I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, actually. And we also have Sen from the Empty Movement Discord. How are you doing, Sen? I'm doing all right, thank you. All right, and Yash has been on the show before, so we don't have to go over this. But since this is your first time on the show, Sen, we do have to ask you a couple of questions. The first being, what is your history with Revolutionary Girl Utena? Are you kidding me, man? I, I feel so fucking ignored right now. Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to know what your history is, they have four hours of content to listen to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I just, I just, I just. No, go on. <laughs> I started watching it during the, um, after my senior year, so between college and high school. Oh yeah, I believe my first interaction with Vana was a fight. We had an argument. <laughs> Please go <laughs> on. Oh yeah. I think we were arguing about, um, something really trivial, but, um, the issue of age differences in such an anime, and, um, and... Just be straight, man. It was lowly. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I think that's, this is a theme addressed in Utena, isn't it? Like, um, sexuality of adolescence? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But we, we, we ended up, we ended up, uh, reconciling in the end. And I was, I've been hanging around the forum for a bit, and I'm just like, oh, guys, we should just make a Discord server since forum, forum fam is, the forum format is pretty much dying at this point. Oh, so it was and your idea to make the Discord. Yes. Yeah, I'm admin. I'm admin, so. <laughs> and the format has, um, it got, a, it got more traction than I thought it would. Yeah, this is how we are here. This is basically how things have been. Yeah, the yep. Discord is extremely popular from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty jumping today, actually. Um, I went in at one point to after being away for like two hours or something, I think. And the Utena General channel was like, 1,182 new posts since 114 when you were last here. I'm like, what the fuck? Hot damn. Yeah. 
People are re like real excited today for some reason. I don't know. We just had a bunch of new people come in too. Um, whenever we do a musical stream or any kind of thing on Twitch, then we get a bunch of people who want to join the Discord. And uh, yeah, so it's been really neat. Um, we're talking RoseCon 2020. RoseCon so. 2020. Hell yeah. I need and, you to just anytime I say that in like a chat, that is ex explicitly how I am saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, a little background on RoseCon just real quick because people should know. Uh, we used to have a meetup and we called it RoseCon. It was kind of a joke because it wasn't really a con. It was just a meet. Um, and we did one in New York, one in New Orleans, and one in Seattle. And they were getting pretty popular, but uh, for some reason, we, I think just money problems, we ended up stopping. But I think people have decided it's going to be a thing in 2020, so we're going to be in New Orleans in 2020. Yeah, uh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. If you all want to join us um, and come hang out and have drinks and watch Utena in a room full of Utena fans, that is, uh, that's an experience. It's definitely an experience. <laughs> all right, so... But oh, let's but get back also, I have we have to ask Sin, who is your favorite Revolutionary Girl Utsuna character? Mm. It's very important. It will determine the course Mamiya. of your life. Yeah, Mamiya. Interesting choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? Um, he plays the um precocious child ab about to die within a year or so thing very well. Mm -hmm. Out of the um, dynamic of the three, the trio, so Mikage, Tokiko, and Mamiya, I believe he's the most emotionally mature, and he's the most aware of what's going to be. Mm. Like, he knows it's not going to work. The cure is not going to work. What Tokiko is doing is not going to work, but um, he lets her anyway because that's her way of, I suppose, grieving. I suppose preparing for his death. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's definitely, that's fair. Like, you should talk about that more on the Discord, though, because you never do. I don't know, it's just, my feelings for him are very, um, intensely personal, because he's very, I see him as very emasculated, very, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that kind of, I'm not going to say beta male, but, like, very feminine. <laughs> well, I mean, mm -hmm. it's to not a point that he is literally, uh, portrayed by a woman for a majority of the time he's on screen quote unquote yes yes and he's he's not feminine by choice Mamiya is by all intents and purposes a man but he's not um he doesn't have the power to be if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah mm. okay he's, but like he's huh? kept like he is powerless which is not what the masculine is quote unquote supposed to be yes and so it's like his say in his own presentation of himself is kind of compromised, which mm. is even better. Yeah, like I can see what you're kind of going for. It's even better because, like, because Anthony is sort of quote unquote playing his part, it's even more that way because he's not there anymore. It's Anthony doing it. Yes. Like, even his legacy is controlled by another person for insidious yeah. ends. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
Honestly, that's no. why I love talking to other fans is because everybody's got such neat and different viewpoints on their favorite characters. And um, just looping back around to fanfic here, it comes out so much in fanfic because people try to personify and kind of recreate the characters, but they do so through their own lenses. So a lot of the time you end up getting a almost a, a better picture of the author than you do of the character. Yeah, the way know, that somebody interprets a revolutionary girl Usna character is incredibly indicative of them as a person. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's like so magnified with Pang Panfic. Which, uh, speaking of, Yasha, do you want to go into some of the history of Utena fanfic as, uh, as an Utena historian? As an Utena historian, um... Which you are, technically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so fanfic itself has evolved quite a bit from where it was back in the early 2000s, um... A lot, at least within Utena, I think there's been quite a shift from the regular kind of wish fulfillment things that people regularly used to write to more uh, sensitive character exploration. And that's kind of like, that's kind of parallel to a shift in... um, in tone of how we we speak about the characters and how we analyze them uh, because way back in the beginning you would get a lot of questions like uh, okay so how does Akio's power work how does he use the projector what does the projector do um, how how does the kind of physicality of the place work how how did the um, how did no one ever see the dueling arena? Was it actually there? That kind of thing, right? And so you had all these like very um, external questions that people were asking about the series. And over time, that's shifted quite a bit to more internal exploration, um, where we'll just kind of hand wave all of that and just be like, eh, the projector just works. Just go with it. Just do let it do what it needs to do because we're we're talking about the characters now. And fanfic really, is like when it comes to the series, you kind of have to do that in order to explore it because like asking questions about how things work in Utena is not really going to get you anywhere co- like conclusive. Exactly. exactly, and like this is something that I think Vana and I kind of got onto or a lot of other people did was because we were never writing about um, like and I'm talking about the uh, analysis essays that we were writing we were never writing about how things work we were always writing about who the characters were and what they did and so I feel like we're maybe a little partially responsible for that shift um, in quite a lot of ways But at the same time, it's a shift that I see in fanfic as a whole as well from very kind of concrete self-insert fantasies or um, 
people kind of puppeting the characters into doing what they want mm-hmm. over to explorations of the characters themselves. And like I said, I'm talking about fanfic in general now, and it's it's been like this shift has happened over 15 years, 18 years. Um, so it has been a, a process, but fanfic back in the day looked nothing, nothing like what we have now. Absolutely nothing. Do you it have was, any like was... interesting examples of like the kind of, I know you mentioned like, you know, how Akio's powers work or whatever, but. Yeah. Um, there was some of that, but, uh, I'm going to go with the bad fic because why not? Um, did you actually read that Blue Jeans fic? No, I, I looked no. at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to so... tell the audience what the name of that fic was? No, because I can't remember it. Oh, wait, no, it's Toga meets his match or something like that. And what is the premise of this? It The premise of it is that Claire Tenchi, a half-American, half-Japanese, shows up at the school and outwits Toga Kiryu and falls in love with him and he falls in love with her and the blue jeans thing comes in when at one point she says to him something about him wearing blue jeans because they're comfortable and he's all like oh no I'm far too aristocratic to ever wear blue jeans that is a working man's outfit and I don't work because I'm Toga Kiryu um (laughs) and in the end naturally because Claire Tenchi has um uh outwitted um Toga she he he ends up wearing blue jeans for her (laughs) yes oh that's incredible it it is it is very incredible. Um and you can still find this fic online at Blood Soaked and Honor Bound, which was the other big Utina site back in the day. Um and we're talking like this site went static in two thousand three. So wow. the day was like a long, long time ago. But that was actually we used to have the something of a rivalry with them. Um it was very stupid. Well, I mean, <laughs> we know who won. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do know who won. But if you search Blood Soaked and Honor Bound, uh, you will come across... Which is a very metal name. You know what? Um, I- I- I'm going to grab it and show it to you right now because it is a very impressive example of 2002 in webpage. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. <laughs> Give me one second here. Oh God! Okay, here we go. It's it's even on Angel Fire. Oh goodness! Oh, yep. Oh, this is great. Oh jeez. Click that link. Oh, I love it. I love this so much. <laughs> oh, this brings me back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, these gifts. I love it. This is so good. <laughs> I hate them so much. This is so funny. I love this so much. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> oh, 
the I love that the last thing on the updates is the mailing list and the tabs page. Yeah. Up and running. Back when having a guest book was a thing. Yep. It's um what it's is, definitely a thing. What is a pants page? I don't remember. I clicked <laughs> on it, but I don't have any answers. Uh okay, I'm clicking on it too. I see a lot of words. There's too many. Oh my words. god, it starts it's in it's in character introduction to what is going on here. What this page uh, is about. I read that. Oh god. Oh, really yeah. I, I, you know it's what? Just, it's, it's them ripping on all the scripts, but apparently, like, with pants are being are involved. Oh, somebody really liked that joke, I bet. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a princess grieving over the death of her pants. <laughs> There's Honestly, something called same. the Adoption Center. Mm, what even was that about? God. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, I, I've blocked most of this site from my mind because it's too, it's too early internet. It's, it's shameful. It is yeah, deliciously is, early internet. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, should you, should you want to click on the fanfiction section of that, you will eventually in the list there find Toga Meets His Match. And that is the horrible, horrible blue jeans. Uh, story and all the other stories on here are pretty horrible too, as far as I remember. Um, so before we talk any specifics, um, I am kind of curious. Like I noticed a trend of having um, characters like OCs that were American. Yeah, is that nobody knew anything about Japan. Like, is that less of a thing nowadays, or is it? It's not really a thing. Uh, self-inserts as a rule okay I have a huge soft spot for them and I like to write them but um, I'm not writing this kind of self-insert um, self-inserts have gotten a massive bad name and it is well deserved because most of them were just Terrible. a lot of it's uh, very Mary Sue territory it's uh it was it was all about just uh, wish fulfillment. Fanfic in general has moved away from that. Um, more towards yeah, yeah. using one of the characters to explore the other characters. But back in the day, you had all of these half American um, self insert characters because nobody knew anything about Japan. Like nobody knew anything, and so it was a way to kind of excuse them from not knowing anything about it. Like, do you catch my drift? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I saw an Akamage actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything is American. Oh god. I I noticed that too. I noticed that too. But uh, so there's a lot of half quote unquote half American self inserts is so that they can excuse the fact that they don't know anything about Japan. That makes sense. Yeah. And so... that that was really prevalent. Like the. The wish fulfillment fanfics were a lot more prevalent. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Alex. Oh, no, that's fine. I wonder if, you know, I feel like most fandoms have this thing where, like, there's this initial rush of that kind of stuff, and that fades away as people get older. Yeah, yeah, I think mm. so. 
And I think it is honestly just the wholly poisonous nature of the self-insert fanfic that basically has entirely killed um, original characters. So... Yeah, that's actually been an unfortunate, like... Well, it really um, sucks because original characters are fun. Like, yeah, like it, it sucks that like self inserts destroyed the credibility of original characters because like it's such a good tool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna confess. I wrote a long, long Ujina fanfic way back in the day under a different name. Um, it is still floating around out there on the net. Um, I actually had people emailing me to ask if I was okay because I had written this thing. Oh, no. Um, oh, dear. But it was an exploration of Toga as a character using a character who was exactly like him, only female. As an original <laughs> character. Guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, while we were talking, I did go to that Adoption Center page on... I, the... I see that. Okay, no, but I need to read you just a single sentence from this, like, uh, introductory fanfic thing. I'm not going to give any context because it mostly does not come with context. And this is going to physically pain me to read it, but I need all of you to hear it, and I need your reaction in this recording. All right. Let's do it. Let it begin. After a moment of silence, Seonji rolls over with a smile and purrs, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Impreg. Hold it. Um, um, could, you, could you read that again, like, slower this time? Oh my god. I want to savor this moment for a variety of reasons. <laughs> you like need to put in some telenovela like dramatic pauses. In yes. Yeah, you I need or, or maybe a musical flourish of some sort. God. You just have like some really really dramatic strings between the I'm and pregnant. I just saw the words, I'm pregnant, in quotes, and I was like, wait, hold on, what? And then I saw the, the preceding sentence, and I was like, oh, no. Okay, so you can see why why we were in that kind of stupid rivalry with this site. <laughs> you? Also, you know? where does the name for this for blood-soaked and honor-bound come from? I have no fucking idea. Okay, uh, I thought it might I, just be some deep-cut reference that I didn't get. No. No, I, I, it doesn't come from the series anywhere. It's, um, it may be a reference to something else. I don't know, but quite frankly, I don't credit these girls with the chops to reference other things like that. So it probably. Oh, that was mean. What? Oh, wait. Actually, now that I have you on the line, where does empty movement come? Kudo Nari from Virtual Star Embryology. You're going to have to those, go into those that Those are more. words. Um, I'm assuming they mean I don't know what they mean. Uh, Virtual Star Embryology is the last o er, ending from Utna. And it is also Cyanji's dual song. And Oh! Yeah. Um, and it is um, a lyric from that that 
until recently had been translated by Nozomi as empty motion. I believe they changed it for us. Empty movement sounds better, honestly. Yeah, I I think so too. And it was originally like when it was fan translations, it was translated that way. And so Vana chose that name because it is actually just very evocative and gorgeous. And it comes from one of our favorite duel songs. Um, but yeah, so for the longest time, it was on the subtitles as Empty Motion. And I believe now it has been changed to its proper form. Now you're back, baby! Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. But yeah, that's that's where our site name comes from. So yeah, that is a deep cut. Um, so, but no, usually... I, I don't credit these girls with being able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask, like, when we have guests on the show, we always ask, like, what was your experience? But I kind of would like to, like, we've, we've heard some of yours. But as far as experience with fan fiction, I know that Yasha, like I know that you've written. I've read some of yours. I really like it. A lot. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't actually know about Sin and Panda. I don't really. I don't really. I'll I'll save you all the trouble. I don't really do a lot of fan fiction, mostly because I'm lazy and I don't read. Uh... You're a bad fan. <laughs> yep, I'm a horrible fan. But yeah, I just have never really like I've read fan fiction before and like I like fan fiction. I just don't really have like I don't really feel the need to like seek it out mm-hmm. most of the time. So uh I just don't I've I haven't really read a whole lot and especially not very much uh Utena fan fiction. But Sen, what about you? Um Okay. Uh I don't, I'm kind of like you as well, mostly because I'm still trying to figure things out, but um, I did at one point, because I know we're going to do, um, we're going to do an Evangelion and Utsuna podcast later, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's going to be great. So, <laughs> like, I think, I believe like a year or so ago, I wrote this, um, I was about to start this Rei Ayanami X Anthihimemia crossover fic, and I sent it to Yasha before. Well, <laughs> You suddenly yeah. have Alice's attention. I'm um, they didn't actually. They didn't actually um do anything quite yet. They were just meeting in an elevator, but um. It was good. Yeah, it was good. That's, Thank you. If you want, I can link it to you. But um, I didn't really really do much of it at that point. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, like you, Panda. So what about reading fanfic? Because I know you've actually, you've read a whole bunch, more than I have of the big ones um, for this. But what about yeah. other fanfic? How, how much, like, did you, did you, like, consume a bunch of it before? Or did you kind of leave it alone? Or, like, what's your relationship with fan sh- fanfic? And, okay, I almost said fan shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your relationship with fanfic in general? Um, so I, I don't, for some reason I avoid the new new shit. I don't know why. Probably because, hmm, I don't know. I just don't read new stuff because I feel like all the old stuff is more integral to the foundation. Okay, so like, that's fair. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Some. And just as a commentary on fanfiction in general, I believe um, with 
if you're a reader of fanfic, you're not looking for experimentation. You're looking for things that supplementary supplementary to the canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a writer, you want to experiment. You want to um, you want to change. You want to um, try new interpretations of the character, and that doesn't usually go well with readers. So like, there's always that. There's always critics who are like, isn't this OOC? Isn't this Super Mary Sue and so and so on and so forth? Mm. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know what? Sorry. I noticed that like it was so. This is weird for me because, like, I've got I've been writing fan fiction in one place for like since 2011, and I have like the site tells me I have a total of 1.3 million words, mm-hmm. um, which is probably inaccurate because I have a couple of side accounts. But um, it was weird to me going into a, a fandom spin fiction that I don't write in because I noticed a lot of – there was a lot less experimentation in the ways I'm used to because there's not as much why, a lot of a wide world to work with. Mm. Like uh- people are kind of married to certain locations and certain uh, ideas in ways that I was – not used to. Can you like, elaborate hmm. a little bit more? Like, um... Yeah. um, like one big one is that like a lot of the stuff that I read in preparation for this episode is Otori is by kind of by necessity central. Even fix that don't start in Otori inevitably always must return. It seems like, um, even yes. when they don't physically return, they're kind of always there. Like, it, it reminded me a little bit of, so, it, like, it, actually, a little bit of a tangent, but I work with, um, I work with a company that teaches people how to do EMDR, which is a kind of therapy, mm-hmm. and when we talk, when EMDR talks about how trauma sort of traps, in a way kind of traps you in the moment of trauma, that you are, in a, in a very real sense, always at that point. Like, you can't leave. You're mm. kind of stuck there in your head, and that's always that's kind of the impression I got over time is like that these fix even when they weren't at Otori were always kind of internally still there, still wandering the halls, still going through the motions of I'm always not going to say going to class, but these fuckers never go to class. Mm. Um, well, I can see what you mean. Um... I yes. okay. I feel compelled to take a little bit of a devil's advocate point here. Um, I'm not arguing what you're saying exactly, mm-hmm. but isn't kind of the whole series about that? And yeah. it's kind oh. of integral to the whole thing. So oh, absolutely. Like yeah. that's why I was it was weird to me because I'm I'm used to writing in a setting that has sort of a wider world and Uthan it just doesn't. Like the yeah. world outside of the Tori basically might as well not exist. When we get flashes of it, they are almost intentionally unreal and incredibly not detailed. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like the, the function of the whole pocket universe thing that we were talking about last time. I was... Well, was that yesterday or the day before? I don't even remember. Uh, it was probably... It was day before yesterday that we did yeah. the, the live stream. Yeah, but that uh, that pocket universe thing where 
the real world kind of can't exist in Otori. Like, if you have Otori, you can't also have the real world. Mm-hmm. And that, um, when I was writing that big long fic, um, that was something that I tried really hard to break that boundary in a way that didn't break the setting. It's very hard. It is very, very hard. Yeah. Um, So they they do tend to stick to this small and defined little world. And I see what you mean about a lot of the fix, even if they're not set there, like mentally the characters are still there. But I think that's part of the fascination with it. Um, I think that's part of the fascination with the characters in general is looking at these kind of stunted um, awful people <laughs> and figuring out what makes them go, what makes them stunted and awful. Alice, what are you doing? What are you doing? I see you putting links there. No, that's me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Alice. I said Alice when I meant Panda. <laughs> um, I just sent you, I you. A, a link you. to um, the first link is a link from that website to a list of song parodies that, that are written. And specifically, I've linked you to Live in La Vida Toga. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, I just had to. (laughs) I have seen the end of all flesh. This true, you know what? I think think Panda just took us to the ends of the world. (laughs) Ha ha, I did it! (laughs) I'm living La Vida Toga. Just, his hair is oh so red. Anyway, God. we don't have to dwell on this. <laughs> I don't really think I. You're speaking screwed. of never being able to leave, I feel like I'm never going behind because I I can't unknow un- this. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be burned into your mind for the rest of your life. I'm going to be thinking about the fact that someone without a trace of shame wrote. He will wear you out. Live in Lomita Toga. And yep. kept it on the internet forever. You're gonna be on all your about deathbed. Shame. You're gonna be on your deathbed, and that, that line is gonna be running through your head as you die. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to fanfic. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait, wait, before we go on, someone okay. also did one that's when the devil was out in Georgia. It's when Akio went down to Otori. <laughs> I I think Yasha, you are wrong. This website is actually very good. This, okay. Yeah, they, I'm sorry, but like they yeah. they already won. Like you guys survived, but look, this is we, the pinnacle. we survived because we had some dignity. <laughs> A little. <laughs> about the Akio and Toga fans. <laughs> we had more dignity than this. <laughs> this is beautiful. Okay, I can't. I can't. Oh my god. Okay. Um... <laughs> Listeners, I highly encourage you to go look this up because it. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to be mean in case maybe somehow these people are are listening. No, there's because... no there's no reason to be mean. Like if they're I, like, I don't want to seem like I I'm genuinely... being mean. I love this even though it is extremely funny. Like this is very bad. <laughs> but if they're listening, I want them to know that I'm endlessly happy that they made it. Like unironically, they have brought delighted. pure beautiful joy to my heart. 
you know what? Um, Vanna and I make a habit of um, archiving sites, archiving Utina sites, and uh, this is one of them that we have archived. So this will never leave the internet. Excellent. Yeah, this will always be there. <laughs> it, might, it might just be a part of Empty Movement is all. It might just be on Empty Movement. Um, if y'all ever want to go excavating through the old sites that we used to have, or that used to be up, that we have archived, there's some gems in there. I can only I imagine, I'm... given that this was early aughts internet. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, you didn't post that. I didn't see that. Alice, why did you do this? <laughs> so... Me? Anyway, we're, we're talking about fanfic. We're not talking yeah. about early internet sites although um this site is basically fanfic actually i don't know if you've noticed yeah it's all in character it's which actually a part of me kind of likes that that's kind of i like that we did that for about 30 seconds back in the day and then we stopped because we were like fuck it <laughs> so in preparing for this we kind of there were two big ones that we read and then um also i read some of um is it hardum Alan yes. Hardum. Alan Hardum's um, shorter fiction. And Which before ones? we get to the longer ones, did y'all read the shorter fiction? Yes. I not. Uh... <laughs> so, we, so you and I did. Did you kind of feel like the shorter fiction tended to be a little more uh, like, I was going to say on point, but really more like consistent? Yes. Yes. Uh, did you um? Did you read Graduates? I did. Oh, that one was interesting. Do you I want to talk about I... that one? Hmm? What was that about? Because I haven't read it. Oh. Yeah, tell us because uh... we're dumbasses and we we didn't do our homework. <coughs> I it's... didn't do a lot of want... homework because I elected to take a nap. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all right. Do you want me to do that? or Do you want to do it, Alice? Uh, you probably you... should. You probably should yeah. because it, I, I'm not sure how to explain it. Okay, um, so we're basically in graduates. It's in the, you know how Mikage leaves the academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. He, so it's we're basically trailing him, and we're also trailing Utsuna. They're in college. Um, I think Mikage is doing a, a like a a degree in computer science because. And he's, he quote unquote said he quote unquote likes computer science because it's making your own world. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> like Actually, coding and all that. I kind of like that. I like it was it was it's like a little that. it's a little like trite, but it, I kind of like it. It's a little on the nose. I do as well. Yeah, but I do like it. Yeah, I agree, Valus. So, um, <laughs> I think I, I think Utena's doing a degree in literature. <laughs> oh, go figure. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and um. So basically, they hook up. Okay, that's not where I expected uh, that to go. Right? <laughs> I think they yeah. go to the, like a camping trip or something, and then I think Utena was like, "Oh yeah, I I had sex with an older man." Cough, cough, Akio. Mm-hmm. And then like, you're like you're. Is this? Oh, wait, wait, a wait a second. Is this her pickup line? <laughs> because that's a shitty pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's something she says in confidence. <laughs> oh, it still sounds like her using it as a pickup line to me. But go, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so like, no, like, 
it's it's not gonna really be framed as romantic, wouldn't you agree, Alice? It's not like No. No, 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 it isn't. Okay. It's just saying it as it is. Yes. Okay. It's, so, more like she, it's more like she's just trying to like kind of get it off her chest, I guess you could say. To Mikage? Not, well, it, it's it's like it's on her mind, and that's why she not because she like is trying to do anything else. Like it's sort of I almost got the feeling that it wasn't even about Okay. Hmm. But um basically the entire frick isn't really romantic at all, actually. Like it's just saying it as it is. Mm-hmm. So like it's not like, it's not it's not one of those um shippy fix, you know what I mean? Oh sorry. Hmm. Okay. So I, but it does it, it they hook up and then the end is what happens there? Oh no no. There's more um Okay. Basically Utsuna's still Utsuna's still studying. Mikage's mm-hmm. Mikage is got a job at this point. He's um working for a company, he's getting he's getting mad cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then Utsuna meets up with this mysterious, mysterious Indian lady. Oh I can't I who can this person be, I wonder. But <laughs> I wonder she calls herself Pavati. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely not someone we know. Um, uh-huh. basically, they uh, they all meet up for dinner. Mm-hmm. And both Mikage and Utsuna seem very interested in her, mm-hmm. and it ends up in like a, a threesome. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 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 You gotta you you've gotta read them the line the I am Pavati she began. Yeah. Oh, this is in yeah, no. uh this is in the <clears throat> conversation topics. It's, okay. yeah. it's, I am Parvati, she began. I am Durga and Kali. I am Diana and Hecate Hik- and Cersei. I am Tiamat. I am the salt waters. I am the great sow that bursts and devours her young, which is <laughs> batshit crazy. And I don't know about you, I get the feel you did like it, but holy shit, I did, because I eat that weird mystical bullshit up. Okay, um, the... The sow, I believe, I believe the sow is a reference, um, and the whole thing sounds very, very much like, I wouldn't be surprised if Alan Harnum is or was Wiccan, because there is a lot, a lot of that stuff, and I'm fairly mm. sure, I can't, I can't remember where it's from, but I'm fairly sure the sow is a reference to mythology. Yeah, I, I oh. got the feeling throughout... Alan Harnum stuff that like this is somebody who for good or like uh, apart from quality talking quality I appreciated on a sort of meta level that Alan Harnum understood that there's a lot of weird kind of mythical stuff happening mm-hmm. in Utsna and like to really mm-hmm. try to lean into that whether he su- whether they succeeded or not you know that's up to debate but I liked that they tried yeah. You know, he's still around on the net. Is he? Uh, yes. Yeah. We should talk what to is this he, guy. A game designer or something now? Inclusive developer. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what that entails, however. I should tweet him. I should, like, yes. tweet him and be like, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, <don't. laughs> I will say, I mean, we're no. about to, we're about to talk about, um, is it Jacquemart? Yeah, exactly. oh, no, no, I haven't quite finished graduates yet, okay. though. Okay, okay. There's okay. still more graduates. So basically, um, Anthe, 
on film uh, right after the um you know thing sex whatever uh she's she's like to mikage oh i want i want to like i want to fuck with akio and i want to i want to i want to take him on i'm gonna challenge him and i need your girlfriend's help with help for that and then she basically orders utina to kill herself i'm like oh, what okay okay because she needs to get rid of her vessel quote unquote so she can you know be her priestess i haven't i don't know uh- um, yeah. Okay. This is yeah, all. Yeah, it. Very... it all has lots of Wiccan overtones. Yeah, it's very much the sort of weird Fisher King thing going on. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, I... but I, I figured I'd say that there. No, no, it's alright. It's just some. Um, I I've never I've always found that the whole um, mythologizing Utena be really out of place because you're kind of missing the point of Utena. It's not meant to be mystical. It's not meant to be like foreign. It's meant to be very intensely personal and intimate. Mm-hmm. So when I see that, I'm just like, oh wow, you're you're really anime right now. You're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's wow. kind of a there's a limit to how much you can lean into that before it becomes cartoonic. Okay, I I just want to mention here that I find it super funny that at least in the Utena fandom, saying that somebody is very anime is um an insult. <laughs> <laughs> Like we are all anime. That, that irony of that just really appeals to me. Okay. <laughs> there's very there's a lot of self loathing among weeaboos. Oh, but I mean specifically in the Utina fandom. I don't know. I maybe it's just me, but uh, we kind of look down on all the other anime fans. We really no do. one hates no one hates weeaboos like weeaboos. Yeah, but we 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 look down on all of them. That's. Honestly, okay, I'm going to confess here. I think that's half the reason that Ujina fans are always showing off their fashion, their clothes, talking about their skincare and all that kind of thing. Um, because we don't want to be the um, the Dorito-dusted basement dweller type. <laughs> we we want to advertise that we're not that type. I feel like there's that in there somewhere. Well, I feel like you guys probably chased off any Dorito-dusted basement dwellers in the fandom. That's a broom. Is now a bad time to mention that I totally have Doritos in the pantry? <laughs> that would explain a lot. But hey, <laughs> ouch, ouch. I'll have you know they're fucking Cool Ranch, which is the best kind of Dorito. And above reproach. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the readings. <laughs> cool ranch, cool ranch takes are the opposite of spicy takes. <laughs> my head cannon. I almost just spit my drink <laughs> out of my nose. <laughs> You're incapacitated, and now I start screaming. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're getting a little bit far from fan fiction here, but um. I did want to say, uh, as well as saying that Alan Harnum is still around, still active on the net, and is an inclusive developer of some sort. Um, for one, he's an excellent person. Uh, he's always been super nice. He was kind of a big name even before he started to write fanfic, though. So oh, yeah? when he, yeah, because he as. Now my memory of this is very spotty because this is bef- this is pre me. This is just stuff that I heard afterwards. Okay. But okay. I believe he provided some of the raws for the fan subs 
that were made of oh. uh, Utena. Yeah. Oh, neat. So he already had kind of a big name. So when he wrote, when he started to write fan fiction about it, then um, he already had this buzz about him and a whole bunch of people who were grateful to him and making much of him and all that kind of thing. So he was treated as if he was the be-all and end-all of fanfic for quite some time and that kind of goes on today um you'll mm. still see a lot of people saying like jackamart and archimage are the the utina fanfics which i disagree with and we'll get into that later but yeah. um, i can see why though i can see why people would say that have, have oh, you yeah. heard him now like he does he does come across as like I, I, like it was a weird experience reading these, knowing that they were a long time ago, because I can already tell like yeah, this is somebody who commands audiences. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. He's he's writing to a big room. He he already had that audience by the time he started writing fanfic is what I'm saying. He also had he brought in I believe some of his audience from some Ranma one half fix that he had written. Um, so there is that to consider too. So, but I'm just kind of trying to explain his influence in the fandom at the time Mm. and how that influence has kind of carried on, even though he's no longer in the fandom himself. Um, and I like, I, I don't mean to insult him or say that his work wasn't worth it or like, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I've got some problems with it, but it's not like anything I would ever say is bad exactly um again it's not my cup of tea but he himself has been a major figure in the history of utina fandom for the entire time as has as has jude who wrote arc image but we'll get to arc image later so Um, do we want to go ahead and tackle jackal mark yes oh i have many things to say (laughs) <laughs> please probably yes. less than you because I will say that of the two Archimage is the one that engaged me a lot more um, oh yeah but I, I am pretty interested in hearing because I'm reading your notes right here I'm very interested in hearing you elaborate on something okay I just want to confess something here I did not yes. finish either of these large fanfics I had never read Archimage before um, and I had read about half of Jacquemart and given up on it, and I got exactly that far again and gave up on it again for the exact same reasons, and we'll get into it when you get to it. Um, but yeah, so I have always known that these were not going to be my cup of tea because I'm a villain fan. Like, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I have to confess that I did not read all of either of these stories. Sorry. Um, as for me, I am I'm very nearly finished Archimage, but I'm I believe I've got enough to go on anyway. Oh yeah. So I'm up to up to the thirteenth chapter, so okay. Might as well, yeah. Panda, did you read either of these? No. Um, I no. kind of glanced at them, but um, <laughs> I was very sleepy, and there's a lot. <laughs> I tried. I really tried, and reading is hard. Which, I know I how hard. Re- I know how hard up. reading is for you. I remember when you were still doing your. 
your final paper. I have a disability. Leave me alone. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, Wait, I have. Really? It's, okay, no, it's not that big of a deal. I have ADHD, and it makes uh, reading oh, yeah. like reading okay. actual uh, words on a screen or page uh, more difficult than say like audiobooks. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, I didn't mean to needle you. About no, that it's right. okay. No. Like I totally deserve it. I should have put more effort into it. No, no that's fine. That's honestly, fine. um, I kind of, I, while I was saying that, I was kind of thinking how it, um, getting your your reactions to our reactions is probably also a valuable thing. So, yeah, honestly, I yeah. can contribute to my own podcast. <laughs> Finally, so, so sin. I think as a as a bridgeway. I think you and I are going to agree when I say when I say that Jackamar kind of belabors a lot of things that are already should have been established. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, <laughs> it's like um, it's I get the impression that Alan Hanum didn't really under didn't really like um, you know when he like there's an ending scene. Yeah. After Utena is like impaled by all those swords. Mm-hmm. And like we see in this very short scene, like so much information. We see Shiori moving on. We mm-hmm. see Kozura and Miki moving on in their own way. We see Toga, Sionji, Nanami. I feel like he took the. I feel like he didn't really um take that scene in, because that's a very key scene that he, I don't think. Yeah. Um, just to just to add in more of a historical viewpoint here, that was definitely the fashion at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, was to just ignore that scene as if it had never happened. Um, yeah. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. This is something I, I kind of wanted to touch on talking about fanfic history before and and the way that fanfic has changed and all of that kind of thing with people maintaining and people changing. Now, Sen, you had mentioned because you you were more interested in the writing side of things than the reading side of things because so many people seem to only want to maintain the canon. And maintenance mm. of canon falls under um, curative uh, fandom. There's two different types of fandom, really. There's even papers and shit written on this. There's curative fandom and transformative fandom. And just to step out of Utina for a while, because this is a perfect and clear example of it, the Star Trek fandom is divided along these lines explicitly and very yep. clearly. Yep, yes. yep, yep. And it is also divided along gender lines, where all of the men are into curative fandom, where they maintain the canon. And all of the women are into transformative fandom, where they take it and they do whatever they want with it. I am wholly unsurprised by this knowledge. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Um, and actually, I have a pet theory that that's because those, at least in that fandom, and I think this applies to many more fandoms, but I haven't made as much of a study of it. Um, actually, sorry, I'm a closet Trekkie. Uh, Star Trek, basically... <laughs> Look, I was basically raised by the next generation. Um, I basically got all of my morals from that because no parents, sorry. Um, but it was like, 
Star Trek as a whole was written by men for men. Yes, women did write and direct individual episodes, but as a whole, most of Star Trek is written by men for men. It is very men-focused. Right up Mm. until the new ones, Star Trek Beyond is probably the most female-friendly Star Trek movie there is, and Discovery is definitely female-friendly. And I'm so grateful for those two. I'm so happy about those two. And so completely unsurprised that all of the other fans think they're shit. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Roddenberry, yeah, like Roddenberry's whole Alice thing, he tried, but it's it, it still feels very much like this. Yeah. There was still a lot of, like, latent sexism that just everything is sort of seeped in. Exactly. And my whole thing with that is that that's why men in that fandom and most likely in other fandoms as well are more interested in curating the fandom because they want to maintain their fantasy that was written for them whereas women want to take that fantasy and make it something that's more friendly to them so they're more inclined towards transformative fiction um Um. now how does like do you do you guys follow where where i'm going with that like yeah yes yes we do yes yeah because that to me kind of makes sense on a gut level it really does like you saying that is just sort of like yeah that's common sense yeah yeah like it's and it's something that well to be honest Gio and i were run out of the star trek fandom because we dipped our toes into the curative side uh it's something that endlessly frustrates me um as somebody who like i said basically considers one of the shows more of a parent than their own parents um the that half of that entire fandom can completely reject me because female is like fuck you (laughs) i will never take part in this fandom but how this applies to utana um in the beginning the fans were far more interested in curating than they were in transformative fiction. Um, I can definitely that, see that. Yes. Because there's a the lot of stuff that, in Utena that um, people probably want to cure. Well, I mean, <laughs> curating is in, curating is in a, a museum. Okay, like sure. Cur- yeah. Like, basically maintaining, caring for, preserving the way it was. Not changing it not allowing it to change not letting any kind of organic growth happen um and this kind of has to do with the way that um the way that people saw the series back then you remember how i was talking about how people saw the series and how they were trying to figure it out and they would go for all of those very physical explanations that honestly who gives a shit who gives a shit how the projector works? Who gives a shit how, how all those cars were able to appear? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yes, it was never the point. Yeah, so those two things kind of went hand in hand because back in the beginning, everybody was trying to fit Utena into this normal anime box that it just never, ever fit into. And that, in the like, as the end point of my whole tangent here, which is very long, I'm sorry, um, the end point of this is that that ending scene in Utena could not exist for them to be able to curate things. You can't maintain things the way they are if the show itself changes them. 
So everybody just kind of elided right over that. Yeah. It was really disappointing. It is really disappointing, it's... and it doesn't happen anymore. Like, new fanfic does okay. not do that. But oh, um, older fanfic, that's that's the point that they're coming from. They're, they're coming from a point of trying to fit it in the same box as every other anime. They're trying to do to it what they do to every other anime by curating, preserving, and all that kind of thing. And since the anime itself contradicts them in the end, they just ignore it <laughs> and go on with their writing. Um, there were a lot more male fans back then, weren't there? Like, yes, yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> I shudder at the thought. Yeah, you know, like nothing against dudes. Some of my best friends are dudes. Oh, everything against dudes. I'm a misandrist. <laughs> yeah, hey there. That's, fine. Hey there that's fine. But like, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm joking mostly. No. Uh, no, I know. For, I, more for the listeners than for you guys. I sure, I, I'm sure that you guys can pick up on uh, oh yeah. my tone. We can. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But like, nothing against dudes, but the kind of dudes that were into anime back then, and the culture that surrounded anime back then, and just the whole like because it was so insular, because literally everybody saw everything. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like now where you can go and you from a library of things it was oh a new anime came out that we can get our hands on kind of thing and that was like you know 12 times a year or whatever we would get something new like it, it was like literally a linear progression from one anime to the next um, that's a bit of an exaggeration but it's not that far off because everybody uh. saw everything so all of the dudes that were into anime saw Revolutionary Girl Utena. And because it was new and because it was, you know, something that you could um, intellectually lord over others with, with your smartness, um, a lot you of You have to have a very that. high IQ to understand Revolutionary Girl Utena. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that gets so much use, seriously. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made that joke in the live stream, too. You did, you did. And that, that line gets used everywhere. Everywhere. God, it's amazing. Sen, didn't you write that whole thing over? Oh, I did. I don't remember yeah. where I put it. Oh, <laughs> excellent. We gotta find that. We gotta find that. But, um... Ken? At any rate, it's, it's just where anime was at the time. Like, it's just where the culture of North American anime enthusiasts was. Um, so yeah, there were a lot more dude fans that honestly, had they had the kind of library of anime that we have now, they would never have watched it. Oh, and they of course have. not. And they shouldn't have watched it. Like, just straight, no. Because, I mean, look what they did. They just completely tried to fold, bend, spindle, and mutilate it to put it into that little box that they expected it to be in, and it's just it's just not. It's just not that. Mm. Okay. But, yes, so that is the environment that Jacquemart was written in. Which actually makes Alan Harnham rather progressive for the time. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say that, like, I could see that the influence of that, but it's also, like, Harnham feels better than that. Like, yeah. I mean, I still have some issues, but, like, 
I'll give him this, that if that's the context, he did a really good job of not being that. Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, to be fair, like, being... When, when the culture around you is really screwed up, not being screwed up like it is actually kind of an accomplishment. It is, really. It is. And that's why I always try to give people credit for that. Um, you'll see it especially with Saito, because she doesn't get credit for working in the environment that she was in um, and getting mm. done what she got done back then. Uh, but I do think it is important to acknowledge that it was a different time. The environment was very different. And what we do now and what we think now literally could not exist in this form. So, Saito gave us Anthe in Utena's dueling uniform. And for that, I will be forever grateful. Very true. My very life has been forever changed since I turned the page and saw that panel. <laughs> <laughs> 